0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne. I'm Kim.
1: And I'm Joanne.
0: And today we have a very special creator here with us. She's a creator that I have been honestly stalking on Instagram for some time now. Her name is Tasha Butler. Through her veggie loaded, family friendly recipes, tips and tricks, and honest real talk, Tasha aims to empower people to feed themselves and their families in healthy ways that fits into their lives. Taisha, welcome to the podcast. We're so happy yes. to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. We are really anticipating learning a lot from you today, so before we begin, you know the audience always wants to know a little bit more about our guest. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're located. I know before the podcast, you stated that you grew up in Maine. So, you know, let everyone know all about that. Sure. So my name
2: is Keisha Butler. I am the woman behind The Natural nurture. That's my blog. That's my Instagram handle. That's all about those things. I'm a mom. I'm a former teacher. I live in Southern California at the moment. But as you said, I grew up in Maine. And we're actually getting ready to move back to... We're moving to Vermont soon. We're in the process oh. of moving cross-country, which is... Right now, during during a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I I I have a nine year old who we're homeschooling right now, and I run the blog full time, and I taught preschool for eighteen years before leaving to do the natural nurture full time. And you know, between those those uh, becoming a parent and my education background, it gave me a lot of insight to kids in general, which I have plugged quite a bit into. The blog and my recipe development and the Veggie Approach, mm-hmm. which is what i am c- kind of become known for.
1: Man, so you're one of those people who are not pulling, one of those parents, I should say, who are not pulling their hair out right now during digital schooling. Oh, I didn't say that. I am <laughs>
2: definitely, <laughs> there are days where I just, I'm like, how, how, why did I choose to do this? <laughs> we are homeschooling because of the COVID, not because. because of that. Yeah. so.
1: So tell us a little bit about this veggie loaded approach that you came up with this concept that, you know, you've been talking about on your social media platforms. Yeah.
2: So the veggie loaded approach is really helping people change their relationships with vegetables via palate approachable recipes, regular exposures, and also varying types of preparations. And it can be everything from adding veggies to a baked good, Mm -hmm. or it can be just simply being like, we're having pizza tonight. How can I add vegetables to this meal? And I offer up ideas. I offer up ways to expose it. I offer up recipes that are really simple for people to make because I know there's nobody who has or very few of us rather have three hours to dedicate to dinner right. every right. night or, or to, you know, meal prepping in general. And so making easy recipes for the average person who is busy and tired and wants to have a vegetable and not hate it and, and still have time to sit down and put their feet up at the end of the day.
0: I like that. Cause you know, I think a lot of people People think that, you know, vegetables are boring, that they taste bad, that they're not appetizing. But, you know, just simply from looking at all the creativity that you have on your Instagram channel and your blog, you know, you really make vegetables interesting. So I wanted to know because I know we think a lot of the times that, you know, introducing veggies into our diet is more so exposure for children because children they they ha- they seem to have a quote unquote aversion to veggies depending of course so is the veggie loaded approach only for kids is it for adults and really what prompted you to start this veggie loaded approach, this whole entire mindset? Well
2: so I I will be honest with you. So the beginning of the veggie loaded approach kind of came about when my daughter hit two and there's this yeah. like, very common as a dietitian, I'm uh, yeah, I, I know I've heard lots of pediatric dietitians say it's a very typical pickiness, uh-huh. is what they called it. I've heard it referred to. I'm not sure if that's a technical term, but they they hit the power like they understand no, and they they you know their uh, their taste buds become more sensitive. And anyway, a lot of children become very resistant to foods that they used to eat as babies. And my daughter hit that phase, and I was just like, oh, but but you used to love vegetables, <laughs> and so and so I kind of. was... Like, challenge accepted. I want her to enjoy her food. I don't want her to be, I didn't want it to be a negative experience where I was like, You're not leaving the table till you eat their vegetables. You have to take a bite. I wanted her to see vegetables could be delicious, that she could enjoy them so how was I going to do this? I was going to find ways that were creative, that she knew that they were in there. And she was like, dang, this is delicious. I want to have this. And so that is where it started. And as I kind of was cooking more of these recipes for my daughter, I found my own relationships with vegetables was changing. I was discovering that I had a negative relationship with them. I didn't love them. I was forcing myself to eat them because I thought they were the healthy thing to do. And the more I started veggie loading, I realized that I was embracing them. I was seeing that, all the different ways I could add a vegetable to the meal. I was seeing how satiated and how good I felt physically and mentally from adding these to my food. And so I started adding to our family repertoire. I started adding to the blog. And soon I had people telling me the same thing, that they came and made this recipe that had vegetables in it for their kid. But it was changing how they felt about vegetables as well. So the veggie lives approach started with kids, but it's definitely not just for kids. That's,
1: that's awesome. I'm telling you, these kids, I have four of them. And each one of them... Oh, four? Yes. Oh my gosh. Four boys. Bravo. <laughs> each one of them. My youngest is one and a half. So he's 17 months right now. And every last one of them around that two-year mark, whatever they used to like... I mean, he eats whatever is on my plate right now. Now he's starting to do this swatting business where he's like, mm, mm, mm. and you're like, you know, you got to play like spoon war with him so your spoon don't get knocked out of your hand. But every last one of them, they go through this phase of not wanting to eat stuff that they used to just just chow down. And so I know people think your approach is, or may think that your approach is about hiding vegetables mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the kids. So... Is it about that? I have my own answer because I've done what you're you're talking about. I've been doing it for years now. And I have an answer to that where I think about it. But what do you think about this people thinking that you're hiding vegetables? I can
2: understand why they would think that because some there are some of my recipes that veggies are not the most obvious thing in the world. Like I have, like I made my... I had made myself like a beet cake chocolate recipe yesterday. Is it obvious that beets are in there? No, but they're in there and they add a lot of other things. But I always try to talk about incorporating, your if it's for your child, being like, hey, let's make these muffins. We're going to throw some spinach in there. You want to throw the spinach in? So even if they're not staring down at the spinach, they're knowing it's there. They're like, wow, this has vegetable in it. This is delicious. I don't hate spinach this way. So because I personally... I personally think that hiding vegetables doesn't accomplish the goal. It gets the vegetables Mm -hmm. into your kid. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's a time and a place. I won't Mm -hmm. say that I've never hidden a vegetable from my child Mm because I have. But I also see the bigger picture of I want her to willingly do this as an adult. I want her to have a positive relationship. And I want her to know that it's okay to pass on a vegetable one day if she doesn't want to. Or that Mm -hmm. there's a great way that she can enjoy it. Or to just, again, have this be a lifelong Mm
1: -hmm, habit for her? Well, years (laughs) ago, I can't remember. It was before Oprah went off the air. And Jessica Simpson, I think that's her name, Jerry Seinfeld's wife, she came out with this book that is very similar. Oh, I know exactly what book you're talking about. That is very similar. And it's like baking and cooking with... You know, the vegetables are in there. You don't know, the kids don't know that it's in there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm, that Mm -hmm. is, I'm going to do this when I have kids. I don't see anything wrong with it. Because here's the thing. Do we say, are you hiding wheat when you're making chocolate chip muffins? The wheat doesn't mm-hmm. look like this. I have often
2: thought about that too, because it's not like you go to an Italian restaurant and be like, "No, right, tell me exactly right, what's in my meatball. Right, I would right. like to know exactly all the ingredients that are in this, unless you obviously you have an allergy or something. No, and I've I've had that mindset too. So it's kind of like I can see why both people do because I, I've, I've do done it, it all the time. I've done it. I mean, you know? I
1: do it first of all, kids. We talked about just a few minutes ago, two years old, they start giving you problems. Right now, I have a 17 month old. My sister, she has an 18 month old. My best friend, she also has an 18 month old and they're going through the same thing as I am. And they'll call me and they're like, okay, so and so, you know, their baby's not eating. I'm like, don't let these kids make you feel like you're an, an adequate mother. Like they're like I- I've cooked like this and yeah. like that, and they're just swatting it away, and they're just knocking it up my hand. I don't know what to do, and I'm like, trust me, when they're hungry, they will eat. Like they'll go through periods where they eat, 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 and then they go through periods where they're just grazers, and they go through a period where they just mm-hmm. it's meal time, and they're like, I-, I don't want it, and they walk away, and that is fine as long as weight oh, loss is f- not f- occurring. F- they're doing well it's not a problem. These kids, they will make you feel like you are the worst mother in the world if you let them. And for me, I've done the veggie loaded approach or the hiding veggies things for years. I'll put it in their food. I feel like it's an introduction taste-wise to a, a, a food or a vegetable. So that way, when I actually present it to them and they taste it like the, let's take, for example, broccoli, they may not have seen the broccoli and whatever I hid it in, But then when I present them actual broccoli, they'll look at it and then they may be like, oh, let me taste this and the taste is familiar. So I I love I love doing that. And I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't see anything wrong with it. We don't say any other baked goods out there. We don't, you know, when we present it to the person, it doesn't look like the way it looked when it came from the tree or wherever the ingredients were picked from. So we don't say you're hiding Mm -hmm. chocolate or you're hiding you know we or you're hiding whatever else is in there bananas i don't see anything wrong with it at all
2: <laughs> i think that's a really gr- no i think it's a really
1: great perspective because especially the point
2: that you made about it introducing the flavors, because, you know, you're like, you maybe put like broccoli, I'm going to use a meatball because that's one of my favorite dinners to add vegetables to, is it to a meatball. And you get that, that flavor in there and your palate starts to change, you know, that's something that people, and they get used to it. And then, so yeah, when they see it, maybe they've noticed a little flecks of broccoli or whatever. It doesn't seem so foreign or intimidating because they've had a minute experience with it, even if it's not the same way it's presented to them right in that moment.
1: I believe it. So-
0: I'm I'm here looking at your Instagram page and I just really want to gush over the pictures that I'm seeing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like, for instance, I'm looking at pancakes that you put beets in and, like, they're yes. just, like, a lovely pink color. I'm looking at cauliflower buffalo wings and cauliflower cheesy bites, things of that nature. So you're really coming at it from a very creative perspective. And, you know, I want people to realize that too, because even like broccoli, I would have never considered putting broccoli in meatballs. So, I mean, these foods can definitely taste good. And I'm eyeing that cake that you made, that chocolate beetroot cake. Oh, it was your yeah. birthday. Happy belated birthday at the time of this. Oh,
2: actually, yeah, my birthday oh, is coming. Happy me, birthday. To <laughs> me. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Happy Thank
0: birthday. You. Thank you. So, yeah. So I just had to give myself a <laughs> birthday cake on the block. <laughs> I wanted to ask, like, what are some kitchen tools that you think everyone needs in order to start practicing a veggie loaded approach?
2: Okay, so it really doesn't have to be complicated. It really can be as simple as a box grater. You know, those things. I I remember my mom always having one to great cheese. Yeah. But it just it has like the different, that has like a different size of grates. That is something you can get for like five bucks. And that is what I use to put a great carrots and zucchini mm-hmm. to put in our oatmeal, to put in muffins, to put in meatballs. It's And you can do different sizes. So if you have a child who, or a recipe that you really want it to kind of just melt into it, you do mm-hmm. the finer grate. Mm-hmm. If you want it to be more obvious, you can do the bigger grate. And I love that. A good set of knives, I mean, just, you know, cutting Mm. things up fine or just, you know, just chopping your vegetables in a more, you know, less chunky manner can make all of the difference. I would also say a food processor is really great for saving time. I know that's not something that everyone has, whether it's space wise, or they can, they can be cheaper, they can be expensive. But that's a really great one, you throw the, the S blade in there, and you just pulverize your vegetables, and you can just add them to like tomato sauce. Um, you can add them to so many things. And it just saves you so much time, which I think all of us would like more
0: of true, true. I definitely agree with the knives, a good pair of sharp knives definitely takes you a long way in the kitchen. Because a lot of times those vegetables can be hard to cut. I remember the other day I was cutting, I think it was squash and my knives were so Mm. dull. So I was like putting my back into it until eventually I was like, you know what? Forget this. We're not going to have squash tonight. We're going to have something else. But yeah, a good set of knives definitely goes a long way. Oh yeah. The squash can be very scary. Did you know that you can roast them whole? It makes it a lot easier. Yes. I knew them. that, but I don't know. I wasn't thinking at the time, but you said definitely. you can wet them whole roast. Oh, them, you can yeah. Roast yeah,
2: a yeah. Squash
1: whole. So you're not
2: like, so you're not like fearing your fingers, you yeah. know, when you're trying
1: to cut them. You <laughs> them. <laughs> you know, recently for the first time ever, if you can believe it, I bought a mandolin and it wasn't even that expensive. It was like maybe $20 on Amazon. And that thing has done wonders to my life. Like I've been able to chop everything because it comes in different like you can change it you know how wide if you want it julienne cuts if you want it diced and it's been saving time in the kitchen for me like it's been pretty awesome hey everyone we wanted
0: to pause right here and let you know about matcha So lately I've really been into matcha, so without really getting into too much details about the antioxidant content and the possibility of matcha reducing stress, let me say this. When the first matcha craze came around, I personally was not a fan because I thought it was messy, like it would get everywhere on the counter if you weren't careful and I just wasn't feeling it. But a few months ago, I decided to revisit matcha and found out about Peak Matcha Sticks. Peak Matcha Sticks are individually wrapped, which is something that I personally love because it's a great grab and go item. I can put it in my pocket or my purse and grab a bottle of water, and I'm out the door in a matter of seconds. Plus, Peak Matcha is ceremonial grade, which basically means that it is high quality. This is important because a lot of the matcha on the market nowadays are low quality and don't have as much benefit to the body, so don't get me started. If you're ready to try the on-the-go matcha sticks, visit peaktea.com. that's P-I-Q-U-E-T-E-A.com and use the code NutritionLifestyles Lifestyles to get 5% off of your first order. In my opinion, Peak doesn't disappoint. Let me know what you think. That's a good one. I actually don't have
2: a mandolin. Yeah. I should have one considering, but no, that's a that's another good one because I think it's, again, it's, it would probably do the job of a food processor, but in a much mm-hmm. more compact right, and cheaper right. way.
1: So if you had three staple veggies, like three veggies that you think people should use or choose to get started on the veggie loaded approach, what would they be or what are they?
2: I'm going to go with the ones that I I would- The ones that I think are, I personally use the most is spinach. I put spinach in everything. Mm -hmm. I put it in tuna salad. I put it in, I'm like, okay, my oatmeal green smoothie muffins are the recipe that is the hottest (laughs) on my blog. That's the one that everyone always makes. And it's like their introductory to veggie loaded approach. It's really good. It's a really good kid-friendly one. So spinach, I put that spinach in, yeah, everything. It's what I reach for. We, you know, obviously we do it with salads and Make homemade mm-hmm. pesto with spinach and all that jazz. So definitely spinach. Zucchini, if you can get it, I feel like that's something, I know that's not as always easy to find across the country, depending on the time of year, but that's another great one. Cause I use that in a lot of savory dishes. I use that. We put that in oatmeal whenever we have mm-hmm. the chance. That's like one of our staple mm-hmm. breakfasts right there. Uh, zucchini oatmeal. Yeah, then, and then carrots, carrots are another thing you buy those giant bags at Costco and you can put that into baked goods, into savory things Throw that in tomato sauce. Throw that in with, you know, soups. And I just feel like those are the three that I could easily just veggie for an entire week and use it in lots
1: really? of ways. Really? I, I use spinach. I have frozen spinach. I have fresh spinach. And I have fresh spinach that I've made frozen because, you know, we're in a pandemic and I don't want things to spoil. Yeah, you right. never know. no food waste. Right. <laughs> and then onions, garlic, and multicolored bell peppers. Those, like, are always at my house. I always, always. Garlic have them. for sure. I guess yeah, I should have mentioned that. At yeah. What about you, Kim? what you be using?
0: What do I have? Oh my gosh. <sighs> okay. So I have a refrigerator and a deep freeze and the deep freeze. What is in there? I know I always have like a bag of greens cause I have anemia guys. I always have a bag of greens in there. I always have corn. And I always have some frozen carrots in there, but I wanted to go back to you for a second. Tasha, because you mentioned zucchini, one vegetable that I'll be honest with you, I don't like. I don't like it cooked. I don't like it raw. I don't like it steamed. I don't like it chopped um, in circles. I don't like it chopped long ways. You state that you put it in your oatmeal. So is your oatmeal savory or is it sweet? It's
2: sweet. Okay, because you think of zucchini
0: bread. Like, the zucchini bread oh, yeah, is a yeah, sweet yeah, thing, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with
2: you, I don't like zucchini either, and which is one of the <laughs> reasons I probably veggie load with zucchini so much is to get it in myself. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I like just use that box grater, and I grate it up, and I'm cooking my oatmeal. I'll throw it in there at the beginning of the cooking, and it just – it's great. My daughter loves it that way. I gotta try and it's that. just really, you could add like mashed banana to sweeten it up, or you could right. use honey or maple syrup or whatever you want. And it's really, really nice way to
0: eat it. I got to try that because I have tried zucchini. I've tried forcing myself with zucchini because I know in my head, oh, it's healthy for me. So, you know, I got to get a diversity of vegetables inside of me. So with that being said, let me ask you this question. What impact, because I know your daughter's a little older now, is watching your Instagram stories. And I saw that she made kind of like a, a fort for herself with her reading books, which I thought was really neat. <laughs> that was really yes. neat. So like, yes. what impact have you noticed that the veggie loaded approach has had on her life since she was two? And now she's like, you know, our older kid, like, does she like vegetables? Does she say, hey, mom, what are we doing for dinner? Like, what does she do now? she's a t- she's nine years old now,
2: and she's very johanna you said you, joanne, you said you had a ten year old son yes, so you probably know what I'm talking about like that independence mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. autonomy the he's you know they're really at this age I feel like they're starting to come into their you know young adult mm-hmm. ways a little bit more, and so they she's definitely expressing her preferences, ah. but she has really in, in hearing her talking. To other adults and talking to me and reflecting back, she talks about how vegetables mm. can be really yummy. You just got of nice. think about it differently, and that's what she has said to me. And she, I've given her a lot more uh, independence, especially with us being home all the time, with creating her own foods. And she automatically reaches for a vegetable, and sometimes it's just a bag of frozen peas, right, yeah. but it's something she's she's getting into that habit of. How can I add a vegetable to a meal? I don't like it this way, so I'm going to try it another way. I don't feel like having spinach today, so we're going to have you know, avocado, which is technically a fruit, but, um, you know, and so she, I'm seeing that mindset of, she knows what she doesn't like. She knows tomatoes are not her, not her thing. She Mm -hmm. does not enjoy (laughs) those at all, but there are plenty of other things that she does enjoy that she can incorporate and she can like it. And she knows it's okay to not eat something that she doesn't like if it doesn't.
0: And I think that's so important because, you know, increasing the amount of vegetables in our diet can also help with our gut. I know Joanne's like the gut expert here, but I've recently been reading a few articles on it. And just, you know, the different diversity from the plant kingdom from the vegetable kingdom can help decrease the risk of type two diabetes, cardiovascular illness, inflammation. So, you know, I think the veggie loaded approach, the way that you present it, you know, people really don't think about, okay, you know, how can I include a vegetable in any type of my meal, so I really like the way that you, the stance that you come from. Like, make your vegetables fun. It doesn't have to be boring. You can incorporate them in sweet foods. You can incorporate them in savory foods. You can have them all the time. Like, for instance, your birthday cake. Like, oh my gosh, whoever thought beets would go in a birthday cake. I would have never thought that.
2: Well, and I also think that too, you know, going back cuz I've had some people be like, "Well, why do you have to have a vegetable in a dessert?" And I get that because mm-hmm, you don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is there anything wrong with having a regular yeah. birthday cake, yeah. of course not. But I also think it's, you know, one thing I loved about the beetroot cake is it had so much mm. moisture to it and natural mm. sweetness without having to like have all extra sugar in there, and it was a delicious cake and my daughter really wanted me to make sure people <laughs> were like not beets because so I appreciated her her approval right there. Yeah, I think it's about making it fun, knowing it's okay to have stuff that doesn't have veggies in it. But if you can add a veggie and still why love not? it, then yeah. why right. not?
1: And, and it, like you said, it's fun. You know, like adding beets to your pancakes, it gives it color. I have one child who has food intolerances. So he's sensitive to artificial food coloring. So if we want to make pancakes fun, Mm. we add food coloring using vegetables or fruits or whatever it is to make it look fun. And something else I wanted to say is that I feel like people may think that everyone needs to like every vegetable in the world to be healthy. And don't take my black card away, y'all, but I haven't had an okra in years. I don't like okra. (laughs) I too eaten it too slimy for you. I was just telling my sister that I was like, I haven't eaten it in years. My mom used to make it all the time. It was slimy, fried. No, I haven't had it. Maybe, maybe I should have it. It's been like at least twenty years. Maybe I should have it and see how I like it. But I don't like okra. Reintroduce it to your palate right. and let us know maybe i didn't like i i i didn't I had a thing with slimy foods i didn't do slimy foods, so I didn't like oatmeal I love oatmeal now i didn't like tomatoes I do like tomatoes now and okra I never reintroduced it so you know there's no thing that we yes you want varie variety you want your you know plate to be diverse as Kim said, but you don't like if you don't like a vegetable you don't have to force yourself just like tasha's nine year old she knows she doesn't want tomatoes and I think she's independent enough to make that decision and we don't have to force it on, on her. And that's the same thing I do with my 10-year-old.
2: I think that's an important thing because I think a lot of people's negative experiences with vegetables come from feeling like they have to, whether, again, it's from growing up being forced to eat stuff or, again, or or, or as an adult, like choking down a salad right, because you're right. trying to lose weight or something like that or because you feel like you're supposed to do it to be healthy. And, you, and when anyone's forced to do something, of course, you don't want to do it and it becomes a negative thing. And so yeah, and like you said, if you don't like something, and you've tried it, and you've experienced it in lots of different ways, there's lots of other ways you can get the vitamins and minerals and nutrients from other plants. It's not like that's a, that plant just has that for you.
0: So another question that I have for you, Tasha, I know that you're in California. And yes. people may say, well, you're in California, Kim's in Florida, Joanne's in Georgia, you guys have the warmer climates. Mm-hmm. What could you say for someone that lives in a colder climate on how to incorporate the veggie loaded approach if they don't have, quote unquote, fresh vegetables av- available for the majority of the year?
2: I think, you know, that for that, don't write off frozen vegetables or canned vegetables for the matter. Right. Like, especially, I mean, I always have a stash of stuff in the freezer because A, it's like prepped, you could just dump it. <laughs> and, and so it, gets, it just makes it easier. And then like, It also is really nutrient dense too. They pick things at the peak of freshness. They freeze it right there. So it holds on to all those nutrients and those are great for you. And so like you can make, you know, a cauliflower alfredo out of frozen cauliflower if you wanted to, or you could do a great soup with it. You can even roast frozen vegetables. Is it a little bit different? Yes, but you can still get that lovely roasty flavor from them. And so there's nothing wrong with, you know, having that... In your freezer and utilizing those in the veggie loaded approach. I've made my my muffins with defrosted spinach and squeezing out the liquid and adding it in. So it's still possible even if you don't have fresh stuff. And I'm going to even argue that some places that have the fresh stuff when it's out of season, that's not nearly as good for you as nutrient dense as the stuff that you get frozen.
0: Right. And I'll tag on to that too and say, folks, you don't have to buy organic. I know organic is super expensive, but if that's not in your budget, the most important thing is to make sure that you're getting some vegetables into your diet. Period. So it's either vegetables or no vegetables, and definitely default to having some form of vegetables. I couldn't agree with you more on that one.
1: So, Tasha, what advice do you have for moms who are out there that are like pulling their hair out their heads? I've tried everything, and these kids are driving me nuts. Like I hear that all the time from my family, and I've had periods of that myself. So. What advice do you have for moms out there? Okay, where do I start? Let me organize my thoughts.
2: <laughs> I think that the one thing I have, I keep keep telling people is exposure. It's not an overnight thing. There's no magic mm-hmm. bullet to this. To being like, my kid eats vegetables now. It's all easy. Absolutely. If there's no. There's no quick. It's just. It's a marathon, not a sprint you keep exposing them to them. You keep putting the vegetables on the plate. They don't eat it. You get okay with it. You eat it yourself or you put it back or, you you know, compost it or whatever you do. You keep exposing it. You invite them into the kitchen. Like, Hey, we're going to make, I'm going to go back to my green smoothie muffins. We're going to make these muffins. You get to decide how much spinach we're putting in. You put it in the blender, giving them that control. There's tons of research that have shown that children who Are involved in the food process, whether it's through gardening, through preparation, through meal planning, are more invested in the food and more likely to be open to it because they feel proud. So getting your child involved in things and then role modeling. If you're sitting there like turning up your nose to a vegetable, you know, they're gonna be like, whoa, mom does not like that. I and again, you don't have to love everything on your plate. I go I say just don't right. express your opinion. Let your child make their own mind up. If you love something, keep that opinion to yourself too. You don't want your child feeling bad yeah. that they don't love what you love. So I think those are the three biggest things. Exposure, um,
1: opportunity, yeah, and role Absolutely. Modeling.
2: Right. Lots of and patience. patience. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I agree with you. Kids, they are sponges and they you may think they're not paying attention to you. They may not be looking at you when you're having a conversation with the other adult that's in your household, but they are paying attention. And I had to make my husband realize that because he, you know, used to make comments, um, you know, like, Oh, uh, I don't know that don't look. And I'm like, okay, we're going to have to calm down on that. Like, don't say anything. Let them, because they're going to, your daddy. They're going to follow what you say And if you're already like turning your nose up at it or not wanting to eat it, they're not, it's already in their head. Like, I don't want to try that at all. So we have to like, as adults model, definitely. You know, with that too, with that
0: too, I'm going to add same thing for adults. Like, you know, if you have your significant other, if you guys don't have kids or a roommate, let them make their own decisions too. Because I know I'm just thinking, you know, I work in a hospital setting and a lot of the times when we deliver, of course, hospital food is not the greatest. Everyone knows that. But a lot of the times, like I hear the nurses speaking bad about the fruits and vegetables we serve. And then like the patients, before they even taste anything, just echo the same sentiment, Mm. which shows the power of influence in general, not just on children, but on everyone as a whole. So for those of you guys in 2021 desiring to increase your vegetable intake, be mindful. Definitely. There's a great children's book, and I can't remember the name of it. Maybe it's this. It's called Don't Yuck
2: My Yum, and it's like a, it's become like a joke that we have at our family. But I talk about it a lot. It's like you never have the right to tell someone what they love mm. is yucky, just like they don't have the right mm-hmm. to tell you what you love. is, because it creates this – it takes away the desirability of it, you know, when you're about to sit down to something you love, and someone's like, oh, that looks disgusting. Right. It changes right. how you experience right. and it.
1: And some of these words, I don't even allow in my house, because even myself, I'm a great cook, and- it hurts my feelings if my four-year-old is saying, that's disgusting. Ew, I don't want it. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not nice. You can't just be saying stuff like that. And I'm like, you guys don't know how good you have it. You know, you're not eating out the box. Mm-hmm. I'm cooking you guys hot mm-hmm. <laughs> hot meals mm-hmm. and you got the nerve to tell me it's disgusting. Like, they'll hurt your feelings, these kids. Say, well, They're brutal and honest <laughs> and no none, edit button no whatsoever. whatsoever. Edit button, none of it at all. So Taisha, for people who are, are out there listening to us right now, tell them where they can find you, where they can find more information about the Veggie Loaded Approach which social media platforms you're on so that they can connect. So
2: I'm at the nurturer.com and I'm that I'm the natural nurturer on Instagram, which is, I'm going to say where I spend most of my time. Uh, I like to share I, my recipes and ideas and just what I'm doing in life there on Facebook there. Um, Pinterest, all those places. Yeah, that's where I like to hang out.
0: Lovely. And guys, definitely check out her Instagram and blog. Those recipes will have your mouth salivating. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I'm not just putting a plug in there. I'm like being serious and authentic. Send me a piece of that birthday cake, <laughs> would you please? Okay. Unfortunately, <laughs> I like, we went oh, through it already. <laughs> So everyone, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. Do not hesitate to reach out to Tasha if you want to increase more vegetables in your diet or even if you have a vegetable like okra that you don't like and you are trying to find a savvy way to experiment with it again. As usual, remember to like this podcast episode, share it with a friend, and tell others to tune in next week. Until then, have a great day. Bye, Bye, guys.